is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We are here to help you win your league and have bragging rights on your friends. Let's go! Now, here's Adam, Dave, and Jay. Break out and bust running backs today on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. What's going on? Welcome back, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 31st. We're now just a couple of days away from the Hall of Fame game. We want you to start your fantasy football league right by booking your draft party at B-Dubs. That's Buffalo Wild Wings. You're going to get a free draft kit and enjoy a draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, and three shareables at a special price. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports, at participating locations, while supplies last. I'm Adam Azer. Heath Cummings on vacation, but Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg are here, and we are uh, we're almost set for a half PPR draft this afternoon. Dave, you have the fifth pick. Who are you going to take in the first round? Well, are we assuming that the first four picks will be some mixture of Gurley, Bell, Zeke, and Johnson? I don't know about yes. number four. I don't know. Yes. I think I'm going to mix it up and take Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> in a half point PPR. I'm going to, I, I can tell you for sure Gurley's going one. Uh huh. I'm going to guess Bell goes two. Number three, we have a new person drafting with us. Jacob Gibbs. From Sportsline. Oh, I like Jacob. Good guy. Never drafted, never drafted with him, so we'll see how he does. I'm gonna guess he takes Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson. And I'm gonna guess Matthew Coca takes whoever's left. Well, well, let's let's Coca play a hypothetical. Might take Brown. Yeah, right. Let's play that hypothetical. It's half PPR, so let's say Brown goes four. Dave, who do you take five? Oh, I'm gonna take whichever running back is left between Johnson and Zeke. Okay. And Jamie has the sixth pick. Who are you gonna take? I will probably end up taking Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins. Now, why not take Kareem? Why not take your next running back, Barkley, Hunt, Kamara, whoever it is? Because I think any PPR scoring to pass on those receivers is not smart. Unless okay. you're getting one of the top four running backs. Mm-hmm. And then I have the eighth pick. Who am I going to take? You'll botch it. <laughs> You'll take Dalvin Cook. I might take Dalvin Cook. Why not? How many catches for Dalvin Cook? He was on pace, I think, for 40. Yeah, all right. Uh, 48, maybe. How many catches for Kareem Hunt? He had 53, so he's probably going to be in that range. Maybe a downtick by a couple, just with the other backs that are now healthy. Yeah, I'm going to get one of those. I'm going to get one of four running backs. Uh, maybe five. Hunt, Barkley, Kamara, Cook, Gordon. And you know what? I don't know who it's going to be. We'll have to find out. You'll, you can see it on the website on cbssports.com slash fantasy. Wow, what a teaser. Well, I don't know yet, Dave. I, I got to figure it out. Gonna... Oh, I thought you were just like trying to get people excited. If I were on the clock right now, I would take Kareem Hunt. Over Cook. Over Cook, yeah. Wow. Now the hashtag is Cook Top 6. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a Twitter poll about zero RB. See what people are thinking about it. And we're going to talk about uh, Le'Veon Bell and his crazy amount of touches last year, whether or not that's a concern. Then we'll get into the breakouts and the busts. We are putting two Vikings wide receivers under the microscope. We are putting Amari Cooper on the scale as he up, is up to 225 pounds. First of all, your timing, amazing. Why? you said yesterday we're going to put two Vikings receivers under the microscope, and one got paid today. Yes. Stefan Diggs. So. Can you put Dave and I under the microscope? Maybe we'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do two quick running back news items. And also emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, 1070, the fans, Kevin Bowen, thinks that Jordan Wilkins is in the mix to be the starting running back for the Colts. And we did talk about that 
uh, yesterday. We didn't talk about this news report, but we talked about both Hines and Wilkins and obviously Marlon Mack. Just to go back in time a couple of years, Andrew Luck's last healthy season, Frank Gore got 263 carries. Didn't do a ton with him, but he caught four touchdowns, he rushed for four touchdowns, and he was the number 12 running back in fantasy. Um, what do you think of this uh, report from Kevin Bowen, Jordan Wilkins, in the mix to be the starting running back for the Colts? I mean, he's been my favorite of the of the three, given his value. Marlon Mack's the one you're going to take first, but Wilkins is – I've taken – I mean, Adam, you and I have fought for him in a lot of drafts. Yeah. Um, but Hines to me is, is a specialist. He's going to play on passing downs. He's going to, you know, mix in, uh, some carries here and there. If you're, if you want to take Frank Reich's system or comparison, he's Darren Sproles. And so a guy that they'll use with, you know, some, some, in a variety of ways. Wilkins is the one that I think benefits from the Robert Turbin suspension for four games because he's bigger than Marlon Mack. I would envision Mack and Wilkins splitting running down work with Wilkins having the best chance to work at the goal line. So given his value, I think it's like round 10 or round 11, maybe later. I think it was like 155 overall, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, so that's later than late. that. Yeah, that's very um, he's, uh He's a steal. You know, he's going to rise, obviously, with reports like this. But um, preseason games and, you know, when they start putting the pads on for real, uh, consistently, you're going to see if Jordan Wilkins stands out, and if that's the case, then he's not going to stay in that range for long. At what point does his draft value become a problem? Because right now, round 11, you're right. Who cares? It's a, it's a late round pick. You're taking a shot. But if he starts, if if he shoots up into, well, let, let let's preface it like this. Let's say he shoots up into round eight. And no. there's no injuries or anything like that. Doesn't um, it feel like that's a little too risky? The only way that's the case is if Mac gets hurt. Or he, it, it's clear he's putting Mac on the bench. Fair. You know, I, I in think, which case he won't even be in round eight. Right. So, closer to like, like I think a, a good comparison of ADP riser, just because I, I, I looked at this yesterday, Chris Carson right now is going in round 10. That's not going to be the case a week from now because of all the preseason reports. So he'll probably push his way into that round nine range, maybe round eight with anybody doing mock drafts now and, and, and real drafts. If Wilkins has a similar type of situation because now the hype is starting to get a little bit behind him, um, it's just not going to become worth it if there's still the healthy guy in front of him. Right now, Marlon Mack is going 85th overall in CBS ADP. Naeem Hines is going 131st and Jordan Wilkins 155th, as Jamie mentioned. Uh, would you say that, uh, Hines is playing catch up right now? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a dad joke. Alright, yeah, uh, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> now, now you qualify. According to ESPN, Jamal right. Williams has been the primary running back with- Not just ESPN. Oh, according to everyone. Well no, uh, Pete Briscoe, who we need to have on at some point because he's getting such amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. he, he, uh, he spoke with Mike McCarthy, and I asked him to ask Mike two questions in regard to the Packers. One was, what's the running back breakdown look like? And he said, right now, it's Williams, followed by Montgomery on third downs, and then uh, and passing downs and hurry-up situations, and then Aaron Jones will, will work in. But he did say that they want to save Williams for December, which means they think of him pretty highly. But that also means they're going to use the other guys a lot. So it could be frustrating from our standpoint. Yeah, but if, if Williams can develop a hot hand, that, but, that window will go right out the window and you'll see him on the field a lot. There were only, I think it was only two games last year where multiple Packers running backs had at least 10 carries. 
Yeah, I, I kind of throw out last year because the quarterback was hurt, and they were never really all healthy at the same time. Yeah. So now that they're all healthy, Aaron Jones battling this hamstring problem is something to keep an eye on, and obviously the two-game suspension. But come week three, if they're all healthy, and you have Montgomery kind of slotted into that hurry-up role, you know he's going to be on the field a lot more than probably you hope if you're a Williams or a Jones guy because Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball a lot. Um, but I think if you're just looking at it from the standpoint of who's the best fantasy option right now, it's it's Williams. Um, the other question I asked him, just in regard to the Packers, was a lot of talk about who's the third receiver. Because uh, I don't know if it was with Dave or with Heath, but when you read the report, Adam, about Jamon Moore. Yeah. Um, they like Geronimo Allison a lot. And if he's not on your sleeper list, he should be. Because no Jordy Nelson. We're, I think, to different degrees, excited about Randall Cobb. But there's a lot of production to be replaced there. Jimmy Graham's going to get some. Cobb's going to get some. Obviously, Devontae Adams. If you're the third receiver for Aaron Rodgers, that could be six, seven touchdowns. It could be 700, 800 yards. And if Cobb doesn't bounce back to what we're hoping for, maybe Allison is the second option there. And uh, there's some excitement about Jordy Nelson in Raiders camp. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. By the way, guess which two running backs that we've already talked about today have the same exact ADP? Well, it's not the Colts guys. Well, it could be one of the Colts guys and one of the Packers ding, guys. Ding, ding, ding. Could it be Williams and Mac? There you go. Both 85th yeah. overall. Williams and Mac. Who, who would you take first? Williams. Williams. It's close. I mean, look, Mac still has, as much as I like Jordan Wilkins, Mac still has an opportunity here to, to be the guy. They're both going to be crowded backfields. They're both going to be situations that will probably frustrate you from time to time. Uh, but at least with Williams, you know, he proved it. Moving on from those two news items, let's talk about uh, today's Twitter poll. Fill in the blank. In a 12-team league, waiting until round five to draft your first running back is a blank strategy. All right, so kind of the zero RB in a 12-team league is a blank strategy. Great, perfectly fine, ill-advised, or terrible. What would you guys vote for? Waiting until round five to draft your first running back. Is it great, perfectly fine, ill-advised, or terrible? I'll say terrible. I don't think it's a good idea. Not this year. It's perfectly fine if you get the right guys. I mean, it's it's always going to be contingent on that. Well, yeah, but let's just say a fantasy rookie was coming up to you and said, hey, I'm thinking about waiting until round five to draft, to draft my first running back. How would you describe it? What would you say? I would say, who are you planning to take with your first two picks? They'll say, I don't know. I'm just okay, trying so then, to get a strategy together. So then I would tell him, to, if you're picking at the back end of the first round, take two great running receivers. And then see what's available to you in round three. Hmm. That's not answering. Yeah, you're you're being what? evasive. All right, he says uh, I'm going to take Royce Freeman and Ronald Jones as my first two in rounds five and six. Yeah. Wow, they're falling that far. Freeman's in round five. I guess that's and right about Jones where Freeman. That's a, that's well, Jones is sixty. Oh, wait a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jones is like sixtieth, sixty-first. So I don't know if you could do that. It might be more like. Royce Freeman and uh, Deion Lewis or on Johnson or something like that. Yeah, well, I like the first option better. Let me tell you what the But I still said. would rather have a running back earlier than round five. The people said great 1%, perfectly fine 12%, ill-advised 47%, terrible 40%. 87% it's of the like vote was either ill-advised or terrible to go zero RB. Why would you give the rest of your league one of those stud running backs if you can take one in round one? 
says the guy who's going to take Antonio Brown with the fifth but overall I, pick. In I mean, how, how many examples of running backs failing do we have to go over to say that it's not always tried and true just to get a running back in your first pick? No, but I guess that's a fair point. Can you tell me which running backs are going to be the ones that are taken in the first round that are going to that you have a dreary outlook for? No, but because like the one nice thing about Antonio Brown is consistency. That's why I feel empowered to take him. Sure, and Hopkins like minus five. Brock Osweiler is consistent, and sure, I I think you got to hope that a healthy Odell Beckham is consistent. Right. I mean, you know, there, there's reasons why those guys are ranked where they are and being drafted where they are. So you take one of those guys, you you, you pair them with what you hope to be. Similar type production from AJ Green, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, whoever the case may be. And then you see what's there in round three. If Zach Ertz is there in round three, is that a bad pick? No. If you get to round four and there's somebody didn't draft a quarterback yet and there's Aaron Rodgers, okay, maybe not realistic, but Tom Brady. What's or, wrong with that? Well, what if it's a third wide receiver? Or take a third wide receiver if you're playing a flex. You well, said PPR, right? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, he didn't oh, say okay. either one. So, uh, even if it's not. Yeah. Third round, you know, Tyreek well, Hill's Tyree well, falling to the third round. It depends on how much upside you think there are with the mid-round running backs. Last year, last year I felt like there was a lot of mid-round running back upside. I don't know, really know if it played out that way, but I felt good about it. Um, this year, I don't know, because I think I think this year the running backs are getting pushed up a little bit. So well, Collins is in the There's fourth more round. of them. Alex Collins in the fourth round. You just said two very high potential rookies in Jones and yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Um, Deion Lewis is, is still going to be somebody that has some good, if not great weeks. See, if not that, great that's season. the guy I can't, I can't make him, I can't go zero RB and have Deion Lewis be my first running back. Yeah, but if, if it's your first of five in a row. Yeah, maybe. I love the fact that Carry on Johnson's still there. Right. You have, you have him. Ingram will be in that range. You're going to get, like you just said, 85th overall. So you go another round and then there's either Mac or Williams. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. I, I get the perception and it, and it doesn't feel great. If you're passing on not just the first four guys, but the, the group you said for the, the draft you may be taking, Kamara or Barkley or Hunt or, or, or Gordon or Fournette or Cook, you know, you're passing on all those guys and what their, their upside and potential could be. I get it. But it's not end all be all that you have to take a running back and say, okay, great. Now I got one of these studs. The rest of my team is set. That's not the case. Okay. No, but it sure feels better. But it may not. You don't need to get five running backs with your first five picks. Try and get one. I don't mind getting sure. one in round one, and then you want to skip running back until round five or round six. You're, you're going to feel so much better that way. You'll look at your team after the draft, and you'll say, hey, maybe I don't have uh, any bad weaknesses. Whereas if you finish your draft and your number one running back is Royce Freeman, you might not feel so great. Yeah, but then you look he at what the rest good. of your team is, and you yeah, have the rest of your team everywhere else. Yeah, maybe. Who's yeah. To say? Listen, maybe. Leo was a first-round pick last year. How did he do? Top five Odell? receiver. Odell was a first-round pick. So was David year. Johnson. Yeah, I mean, we can make exactly. examples you all can across make, the board. Of course. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. But that's true. I mean, you can make examples all across the board, and it doesn't really feel like running back is the riskiest position by a long shot anymore. That was sort of how I was feeling. Oh, it's still the riskiest position. Uh, yeah, but but wide receivers are showing that they're they're pretty they're pretty well, up and down, the, too. The, the, the guys that have been so dominant for the last three to five years are getting older. At what wide receiver? Yeah, I know, but like so Hop- gonna, look, look at some breakdowns. Look but at it, Hopkins and Allen Robinson two years ago; they were awful. Julio Jones, I know, he's a top five receiver. Maybe it was sixth. He wasn't 
Wasn't that good last year? He was a disappointment. Sure, he he's the one you could look at and say he was disappointed. Beckham too. Yeah. Beckham got huh? hurt. Beckham, well, got, Beckham hurt. got hurt. Beckham got hurt. I know, but that was that was always the argument for zero RB is running backs get hurt. You know. Uh, sure, but how often do the top tier wide receivers get hurt compared to the top tier running back? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know how true. Let's, let's think about that. Are the top tier sure, running backs? You had you had depending on when you factor in injuries. If you're factoring in them from week one on. You know, so you throw out the Jordy Nelson injury because you knew he was hurt. You throw out the Kelvin Benjamin injury, you knew he was hurt. Why would we throw no. those out? I mean, they, they still have Well, because happened. depending on when you drafted. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to count those, then, then clearly, you know, you're, you're, you're drafting from pre third preseason game. There's also one other thing. Wide receivers are more affected by quarterback injuries than running backs, in my opinion. Would you guys agree with that? Sure. So, you like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Jordy Nelson became, Droppable. T.Y. Hilton was uh, about 24th overall, but he was right. really nothing worth. Will Fuller became a pumpkin when Deshaun Watson went down. Yeah. But Hopkins didn't. Hopkins did. Hopkins did not, but Fuller did. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a good debate. We can continue it some other time. Let's, uh, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. And I saw this on the website. You guys are doing some, some big running back questions. The first one, and Jamie alluded to it yesterday on the podcast, is zero RB dead? I think we just talked about that. The second question was, Le'Veon Bell is coming off a 431 touch season. Is he a risk with the number two overall pick coming off a 431 touch season? So that's including the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about this a lot throughout the years. We haven't had a lot of examples the last couple of seasons, but you know, the, the curse of 370, which football outsiders brought to light maybe 10 years ago at this point. Um, and, and obviously we've monitored our, our, ourselves. I don't think he's in that range because receivers, running backs to catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, these great receiving backs, they typically do a better job of avoiding contact. So his 321 carries in the regular season still puts him 50 shy of what it is. I think they're going to give him close to 400 touches again because if he's in a essentially a one-year deal, they don't give him a, a long-term contract. What reason do they have to sort of preserve him when their window to win a Super Bowl is now? Mm-hmm. So get the most you can out of him. If he breaks, you know you can walk away. It's a it's a you know cold-hearted thing to say, but that's what the Cowboys did. You know their their 2014 season. They ran DeMarco Murray into the ground, and he was fantastic. But they knew he wasn't going to. They knew they weren't going to pay him. And you saw the results. You know, he had terrible season with Philly the next year. Bounced back moderately successfully with the Titans, and then you know now he's out of the league. So, so there, you're not concerned about Bell, though. Not for this season, no. Yeah, because uh, you know it's it's not four four hundred thirty one carries. You know, that's... if that was the case, I, I, I mean, yeah. you know me, I've talked about this. A lot throughout the years. Stuck. I'd run away as fast as I could. Yeah, 321 carries in the regular season for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, some things that you should know about. We are doing some great stuff on the website. Just go to cbssports.com slash fantasy. I'm going to give you a few other URLs. cbssports.com slash FFT. Sign up for a league. The leagues are getting better and better. We've listened to your feedback, and we've made our cbssports.com commissioner product even better. The free leagues are great too, but uh, cbssports.com slash FFT. Sign up now. The in-app commissioner tools are awesome. This is great for Dynasty. If you want to start doing some Dynasty leagues, cbssports.com is the place to be. So that's cbssports.com slash FFT. If you want our newsletter, just add a little bit to that URL and go to cbssports.com slash FFT daily. It'll get delivered to your inbox. It's very useful. You'll like it. cbssports.com slash FFT daily. You'll love it. 
You'll love it. And we have other podcasts you should know about. We've got uh, Off the Bench with Canel and Bell. We've got In This Corner for Wrestling, Boxing, and MMA. we got the Pick 6 podcast, um, which is great, hosted by Will Brinson. Really good football podcast. We've got a golf podcast called The First Cut. If you want a list of all of them, go to cbssports.com slash podcast, singular. It is time now for our fantasy profile presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. We are profiling an underrated fantasy football player who listeners should get to know. These guys could be the key to winning your season. So we'll do two of them. we got two breakout running backs. First, Jamie, who's your breakout running back in 2018? I'm getting more and more excited about Joe Mixon. Um, you know, just the, uh, the upgrades in the offensive line and, and what he was, uh, what he was able to do to moderate level of success last year behind a bad offensive line once they kind of pushed Jeremy Hill out of the way. Um, I think Mixon is, is worth the round three price tag. If he creeps in around two, that's a little bit too soon for me, but I expect him to get a big workload. I think he'll be underrated as a pass catcher. You know, you look at Giovanni Bernard and, and he'll be, uh, clearly a factor, but, uh, I, I think Joe Mixon's workload will be 250 plus touches, and uh, I think he's got 1,500 total yards and, and 10 touchdowns in. I think it was Dave Laffham on the uh, on the Bengals official website that said that Mixon's going to have a huge year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, talent is there. Um, you know, again, Bernard will be part of the backfield rotation. Maybe they you know work in Mark Walton also. But I, I really do think that Mixon's going to handle a, a huge amount of touches, and Billy Price and Cordy Glenn joining an offensive line will significantly help that group. All right, Mixon is going on CBS 32nd overall. Love it. On the Fantasy Pros consensus, 26th overall, 15th running back off the board. Mixon. And right after Jarek McKinnon. So who would you rather have, McKinnon or Mixon? Still McKinnon, but I'm I, still McKinnon, but, you know, I, I'll – See how he looks in the in the preseason. You know that's a guy that can drop a little bit for me, but but okay. Mixon's right there. Dave, who's your breakout running back? I'm going with Alex Collins. Same division as Joe Mixon, but obviously different team, different player, and a guy who looked good last season. I I want to remind people that he basically only played in the last nine games for the Ravens. Total of almost 800 yards. Well, he, played, he played in every game minus the first week. Well, yeah, but he didn't really get a lot of work until those last nine games when they finally. Well, started wasn't like week four him. when he got 15 carries. Maybe, but most of it, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the game log in front of me, but I do know that he had almost 800 yards in his last nine games. All of his touchdowns, no fumbles. Eight games with at least 15 touches. He's their lead back. That's a team with a good offensive line as well. And I think that Alex Collins has potential to finish as a top 12 running back. So I'm, I'm taking him in round three. I think he's going to have a solid year, certainly get a lot of work, certainly can catch passes. And as far as sharing the football there, he will. Early on, but if he's good, he probably won't. And they had an injured offensive line last year. Marshall Yonda, Alex Lewis. So it could be better. And Collins averaged 4.6 yards per carry last year. He had eight games with 15 or more carries. And in six of them, he scored 12 or more fantasy points in non-PPR. Dave, I mean, Alex Collins, the Irish dancer, right? They, he looked great. Last, <laughs> he looked very nimble. Sweet feet. Here's my, here's my uh, concern. Let me know what you think. So when when you look at a guy who could be a bust, doesn't catch the ball on a bad offense, is that Alex Collins? I don't know how bad this offense is going to be. I don't think it's going to be a great offense by any stretch. I think it will be an improved offense from where it was last year. <laughs> All reports out yeah. of Baltimore say Flacco's looking fine. I think he's feeling the pressure of 
Lamar Jackson come into town, and he feels like he's got something left to prove. They actually, I think Alex they, Collins they, is just a good, good, solid running back. They ranked ninth in scoring last year. I, I couldn't believe that. Ravens were ninth in points last year. Really? Yeah. They were in the I can't 20s. believe that as you tell me right now. They were in the 20s the two years before that. I don't know if there were a lot of defensive touchdowns or something, but ninth in points scored last year. Really surprised me. Is Yonder hurt? Wasn't he get hurt? Or is he on the pup? Might be. Okay. Well, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I think the the one thing I, I agree with what you said, Dave. He's worth taking in the third round. I just wonder they just seem to like, if not love, Buck Allen, and he just kind of gets in the way a little bit. And then Kenneth Dixon's healthy, he's going to get in the way a little bit. So I I really do appreciate uh, appreciate that he's a breakout candidate. I wrote about him today. I think he's he is a breakout candidate as well. I just hope he he doesn't get what happened to him in the beginning part of the season. Again, I think it could come crashing down if he fumbles a couple of times. Yeah, but even even, even without the fumbling, I, I think if, it, if they just seem to muck it up. Okay, and Yanda, by the way, uh, started on the pup list. He has left tackle or left shoulder injury. And that's I think what bothered him last year too was was shoulders. He had surgery in the off season. All right, so Mixon for Jamie Collins for Dave. This is uh, no longer the fantasy profile presented by Buffalo Wild Wings because now we're talking about busts. Give me a bust. What's your, what's your breakup? Oh man, do I have to give one? I mean, you gave a sleeper yesterday, so why not? I did give a sleeper. You but think about it. We'll do bust. It's gonna be one of those third round guys. I just it'll I'm be not... Derrick Henry, right? Don't you? Yes. Love him? Yes, it is gonna be Derrick Henry. I think. Uh, I think he's got twelve touchdown potential. Have you seen the pictures of Lewis and Henry next to each other? Uh, no, is it, it's, it's like when it's you and so, I walk down the hallway. So, but not even that. It's it's such bigger disparity. It's it's as if, and this was what uh, Michael Kaiser said to to me, um, head of our video staff here. He said it's like Derrick Henry's at a football camp and Deion Lewis is one of the kids walking up there. <laughs> and then there's like other pictures of them working out together, and there's one in particular where um, Lewis is holding a resistance resistance band around Derrick Henry. And it looks like he's just dragging him. <laughs> it's very funny. And you know what the, the ironic like part about skiing. it? Right. The ironic part about it is uh their yards after contact numbers are almost identical from a year ago. Really? That's interesting. Um that, yeah, okay. I, I'm really excited about him and the report the last report we got was that Derek Henry was gonna get the opportunity to be the lead back, and then we would see how he did, and that would maybe influence how much uh how much carry, how much work that Deion Lewis gets. But I think Henry gets the first shot. He gets the touchdowns. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be really good. Uh, bust. Dave, you got LaShawn McCoy as your bust. Has nothing to do with uh, what's happening to him off the field. It has everything to do with the workload that he's put up and the situation that he's in in Buffalo. Talking about a running back, well over 2,000 career carries at this point. And the offensive line has gotten worse there's much fluctuation between their first and second team offensive lines in camp so far. Quarterback situation is iffy. Uh, it turns out actually talk that Josh Allen is the best guy in camp and he's still missing or just off on a lot of his passes. Passing game is going to be a nightmare. I, I'm worried about McCoy breaking down. I'm worried about McCoy facing a bunch of stacked boxes. I don't think he's going to be very good over the balance of the season. Might have a couple of big weeks here and there. But this is this Bills offense looks dreadful to me, and it also looks like a squad that's going to play from behind a lot. And I don't know if that'll necessarily help the Sean McCoy in non PPR leagues. 
Okay. McCoy is your bust. And Jamie's bust is a rookie running back. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to pivot from the name I gave you oh. a couple days ago. Because Sony Michelle, I think, is, is a bust just by in comparison to Rex Burkett. But um, I just wrote about this today for our running back sleepers, breakouts, and busts. And I don't like the average draft position for Christian McCaffrey in non-PPR leagues. He's going as the 11th running back off the board at number 19 overall. And that's just too soon. In non-PPR? Yeah. Oh, um, that's, yeah. That's, I, that's I don't early. Like yeah. And so, you know, you just look at it. I know Ron Rivera said he's going to give him 200 carries. I find that hard to be realistic. So my guess is he's probably in the neighborhood of 150 uh, to 180, but that's being optimistic. If Daryl Williams is out for any significant period of time, they'd lost Andrew Norwell from a year ago. C.J. Anderson is probably an upgrade on John the Stewart at this point, and they gave Stewart 198 carries, and he scored six touchdowns. Cam Newton had 139 carries, and he scored six touchdowns. I think those two touchdown numbers are going to be the same, so McCaffrey's going to have to probably outperform his touchdown total from a year ago, which was two by maybe times three, if if not more. Um, his passing numbers are fine, so if you want to take him around two in PPR, I'm fine with it, but Round two and non PPR is just way, way, way too soon. Where are you taking him in non PPR? Mid to end of round three, but I'm not getting him. Yeah, so are you taking Mixon over McCaffrey? Hundred percent. What about in PPR? No. Yeah. McCaffrey's gonna be a guy whose value changes perhaps more than anyone, mm-hmm. depending on the format. So okay, interesting. Going too early, Trish Christian McCaffrey in non PPR. Are you gonna ask me for my bust? Yes. <laughs> uh Adam Thielen. <laughs> but I'm not sure anymore. Like there was something that kind of stood out to me yesterday, and, and it's a new offense. It's a new quarterback. He had a lot of a lot of red zone targets, a lot of targets inside the ten. Enough, and he did not have any production there. I mean, he had like eight targets inside the ten. He caught one pass or something like that. So I'm thinking maybe there's some positive touchdown regression for Thielen. We're gonna put him under a microscope, but my my general thing is Adam Thielen got 143 targets last year, and I just don't see that happening again. That that would be the the one sentence way to sum up why I'm a little nervous about Adam Thielen. Also, I think Stefan Diggs has like massive potential that we haven't I, seen. I yet. love him this year. Love right? Him this year. Like, I just feel like there's there's a surface that has yet to be scratched for Stefan yes, Diggs. I totally agree. So that's part of it too. Yeah, uh, I don't see it. You don't see it, Dave? Well, no. you know, we'll, we'll get the microscope out. We'll get the microscope. Another year, another time for Dave to poop on Stephon Diggs. <laughs> uh, news and notes. Sam Darnold signed his contract. Green Bay linebacker Jake Ryan may have suffered a season-ending injury. And uh, Kentrell Bryser's safety was carted off the field. They had a rough day at camp on Monday. Oh, I can't believe I'm actually excited about this, but Tyler Eifert is off the pup list. Tyler Eifert, let, let me tell you a little something. About Tyler Eifert, if I could get that awesome stat I have about Tyler Eifert. Um, last time he was healthy, he played 13 games in 2006 and 15, and he was a top so six he, tight end. The, were the dinosaurs still around then? <laughs> 2015, he was a top six tight end. 2016, he played eight games. If he had only played 13 games, not even 16, just those 13 like he played in 2015, Eifert would have been top ten. This guy is a touchdown machine. 18 touchdowns in his last 21 games. Somebody's got to catch him. Should we be excited about Eifert off the pup list? Yeah. He's going to be one of your last three picks. There's no harm in taking him. Okay. 
Uh, and he's got a good week one matchup against Indianapolis. Fun. Den so offensive lineman Garrett Bowles. Him. Garrett yep. Bowles. Or you can take Tyler Croft. He'll be healthy by that point. Garrett Bowles <laughs> will, was evaluated for a concussion. He's um, back at practice. Oh, good. Good. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Croft because I have more Tyler Eifert stats. A tight end has been first or second in touchdown catches for the Bengals in four straight seasons. That is Gresham, Eifert, twice, and Croft. Was it Dalton all four years? Then? Yeah. Yeah. He loves his tight end. And Amari Cooper is 450. He's 225 pounds, Amari Cooper. And also they love Jordy Nelson right now. What do you make of the they Raiders? Do. Um, I don't think the added weight's a bad thing for Amari Cooper. So he should be fine if things happen for him the way John Gruden says they're going to happen for him. Well, Gruden says he's going to line him up all over the place. A tight he's end him in different multiple situations. times. The main vein of his passing attack. The main vein, like a wrestler. Yeah. Um. So Cooper, I think, has a tremendous bounce back ability. And Nelson, you know, Derek Carr said he could still run after seeing Michael. Crabtree Technically, run. I can still run. Right, but after seeing Michael Crabtree run for the last three years, Jordy Nelson probably looks about the same speed, if not faster. Um. I'm curious to see if Jordy Nelson knows how to run different routes, and that's not a knock on him, but just the Packers just basically say, go run, turn around, and Aaron Rodgers will make something happen for you. Um, yeah, I, I'm not very excited about Jordy Nelson. I'll, I'll take the hit on that one. Blame me if he has a big year. How about this? Fill in the blank. The Raiders' offense will be blank this year. Awful. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> They're going to be a fantasy wasteland. I don't think they're going to be a fantasy wasteland. I think Cooper's going to have like that Chiefs game last year where he's getting 19 targets a game. I think that's going to happen a lot. Uh, he's going to get 10-plus targets uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, I think Derek Carr will be like a Blake Bortles, where by the end of the season he's like a top 15, maybe top 12 quarterback just because of the volume. He's going to throw for over 4,000 yards for the first time ever. I don't want any part of these running backs. Between Dave? Lynch and Doug Mark. Yeah, I, I get that. I kind of I don't hate the value of where you're getting Marshawn Lynch, though. Yeah, I do. I, I don't hate it. I think if you're at that point in the draft, you're probably desperate for a starting running back. Let's see why. With some potential. Why, why would you ever want to be desperate for anything? Well, see, I waited five rounds to take a running <laughs> yeah. back, Jamie, and so now I, I wouldn't I'm be desperate. Then I'd have a great anything. plan, and I would know that I'm not taking Marshall Lynch. <laughs> yeah, he's going eighty third. He's going right around Mac and Williams. Yeah, I'll take Mac and Williams. Uh, they, I mean, they can't. I'll they take can't, Williams. They can't keep saying enough things, enough positive things about Doug Martin. Doug Martin at this point. Well, the fact we, that John which Green, I have a hard time believing in myself. I don't believe that. I, I, I believe that 100% because it's not like Marshawn Lynch at this point is probably going all out in practice. Um, my guess is the, the, the story about John Gruden staying close to his Buccaneers roots and as he said or reportedly said, he's always wanted to coach Doug Barton. I mean, he's showing film of 1976 according uh, I, to Jared Cook. Oh, that's amazing. This, this, this is just, it just it's set up for such a disaster. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I, I don't care about the positive reports, really. Like, I, we poo-pooed Jordy Nelson even after the positive reports. And yeah, okay. I think we've set it up about the Raiders' offense. Uh, but their defense takes a hit. Gary and Conley, first-round uh, cornerback. No, their, their defense takes a hit because their best player hasn't shown up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not there either. But uh, Conley out a couple weeks with a hip strain. Uh, Carolina quarterback, cornerback Ross Cockrell broke his leg. Tough camp for Carolina so far. Tennessee wide receiver Taewon Taylor is having a good camp. Anyone care? Taiwan. Ty- yeah, why Taiwan Taylor. Taiwan Taylor. Uh, yes. Rashard Matthews yes. is on the pup list, so he's getting a lot of playing time, and he's looking pretty good so far. Yes, and with Eric Decker out of the way, he should play a lot in the slot. 
Uh, they're using him. They're lining him up outside right now. He is a great late-round flyer. That's a guy I'd rather take with one of my last three picks over Tyler Eifert. Doug Peterson said he saw some – I play in like the 20-round draft, Jamie. I'm taking both. Uh, taking both? Yeah. Smart. Doug Peterson said he saw some hesitation in Carson Wentz. He says it's mental. He says it's normal. No big deal. I don't think Wentz has taken any snaps in 11-on-11 drills yet. I thought he did. I thought I saw I that. Thought that's did. when this came, this report came out is that it, it was after he did some 11 on 11, but you could be right. I thought that's what I saw though. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what is a big deal. A new way to play fantasy football. Best ball. And where to do it? On the draft app. So listen up, fantasy football fans. If you love fantasy football, you need, you need to be playing best ball on my favorite app, the draft app. And here's how it works. Season long, no management, set it and forget it. You're going to do a draft. And once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players get automatically selected, and you'll get the best score every week guaranteed. So this is a format that really allows you to take chances on guys who aren't that consistent week to week, but they could have you know good season-long numbers, uh, maybe like a deep threat kind of guy like a Ted Ginn or Torrey Smith, something like that. Yeah, they're they're later picks, but you know they have more value in a best ball league. You can draft a team anytime you want on the draft app. Leagues start every couple minutes. You can join one right now. By the way, Heath did 40 best ball leagues last year, so he loves this format. And you can play on draft for cold, hard cash. Leagues start for one buck. There's a league out there for everyone. Start playing some best balls. Uh, just enter the best ball championship, draft the best team, and you could win a piece of $1 million in prizes. It's that easy. If you want a free entry, into a best ball draft, use the promo code FFT when you make your first purchase. Get the draft app and use the promo code FFT when you make your first deposit. I, I apologize. Make your first deposit and use the code FFT. Search draft in the app store or go to draft.com and come play for free with the promo code FFT. Let's put- I have a, qu- I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, this is uh, live text as it's, as it's happening. Will Brinson would like to know, He's sorry for whatever has made you unwilling oh, to say crap. his name out loud and wants to know why you will not invite him on the show. Oh, uh, I thought that was going to be about something else. Um, I thought I was getting called out for bad fantasy baseball commissionering. Uh, yeah, we need to get Will on too. We need to get a Pete on. We need to get Will on. Everybody just come on the show. You're all welcome. Sorry, Will. Walking in late, Brinson. Let's put two third round picks under a microscope. Adam Thielen, number 14 in non-PPR, number 8 in PPR last year. Only four touchdowns on 143 targets. He had only five catches on 17 red zone targets and only one catch on eight targets inside the 10. That's kind of kind of what I was saying. That's just bad luck, and that's according to Pro Football Reference. Uh, Stefan Diggs, entering his fourth season, played only 14 games, had 849 yards and eight touchdowns on 95 targets. Who do you like better, Thielen or Diggs? Thielen. Diggs. Discuss. Uh, I might like Thielen more in PPR, but it's close. Um, I think Diggs is going to have 120-plus targets. Um, I'm hoping he's going to stay healthy. That's been a problem for him. But mm. uh, if he does, he's going to have 120-plus targets. I think he's the better player. I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Go watch anything of him on tape, and you'll be very impressed with how he uh, how he finds his ability to get open. And I think Kirk Cousins is a big upgrade over Case Keenum, so he'll have an ability to look for him. In all varieties and all different facets uh, down the field. So Thielen's very good. Um, Thielen's a very good number two receiver, but Diggs to me has number one upside because I do think he'll make more plays. I do think he has more uh, more of a chance to be a number one type of receiver. And you saw that in, in some some nice bursts last year. He just needs to do it over 16 games, and this is the year I think he does it. 
both these guys annoy me because they weren't very consistent. They get a lot of props. They both finish as top 20 fantasy wide receivers regardless of format. And I'll tell you how many double-digit fantasy point games they combined for. You want to take a guess? Oh, uh, ten. Ten is your guess. Jamie, do you have a guess? Uh, five. Well, that's in 30 combined games. Right. Twelve. Oh, no, you were right the first time. It's ten. Five. five each. And in the case of Diggs, he had 50 fantasy, 52 fantasy points in his first three games, 50 coming in two of the games. He finished the year non-PPR 127 points. So once he, he got you off to a big start. And I thought, what, I thought I games? liked, I thought I he liked was... Diggs at this point last year. I thought I came around on him, but, uh. No, you were definitely not at this point. No. Maybe as we got closer to the season. Okay. Well, listen, I'm not going to, I agree with you. I think Diggs is a hell of a talent. I think Minnesota's got a great passing game and I think Kirk Cousins is an upgrade. I also think they're going to be in a lot of games where they're not going to have to throw the ball that much. And I think Cousins is going to continue to do what he did in Washington, and that's spread it around. Yeah, but didn't you say yesterday that it's a Jay Gruden thing more so than the Cousins thing? It could be both of them at this point. And I, I think it would be smart for Minnesota to do that. But one of the reasons why I like Dalvin Cook just like you, Adam, is because I think there's going to be a lot of games where they're up 21-10 in the fourth quarter, and they're going to salt the game away. And I don't think that's going to fall on you know, tons of big plays for for Diggs and Thielen to do at that point in the game. I also don't know how many games they're going to be playing from behind, and they're going to need their cousins. It's a myth for guys throwing the ball. If they have the ball in their hands more, they're still throwing the ball. And how are they getting leads? They're having leads because they're throwing the ball early in games. Yeah, I mean, I think think they'll end up being a little more balanced than you think. I know getting their cousins there is fun, but I don't think that that's how it's going to end up. I'm okay drafting them round four-ish, five-ish, five-ish Finkel. You're not getting them. I'm probably not. That's okay. Yeah, I've they gotten, keep going I've in gotten them a little bit in our in our mocks, but there's other receivers that I like better. You might be able to get one of them late round three, but Thielen and Diggs are firmly in a 12-team league, firmly round three picks. Thielen's the 11th wide receiver off the board, Diggs 14th. Um, and, and the, you know, I guess this theory that Thielen's better in PPR, well, two years ago, Diggs had a lot more catches than Adam Thielen. Diggs had 84 in 13 games, and Thielen had 69 in 16 games. But he didn't. Thielen wasn't really a part of the offense until like middle to the end of the season. Though. Yeah, but but Diggs looked like a great PPR guy. 84 catches in 13 games. But, I, I'm, I, that was you know Bradford's setting the NFL record for accuracy. Okay. Yeah. I, please preserve. But now it's but now it's three years, three quarterbacks. So I you know it's hard to really for me for me these guys are are very difficult. I just don't know what to expect. I think Diggs a better player, so I I so I'd sort of lean him. But maybe this maybe this is a running back round for me uh, instead of gambling on these guys. I, I find it interesting that Thielen is going ahead of Doug Baldwin. Uh, that to me seems. No, I don't insane. agree with that. Yeah, that's insane. No, but I do like that Diggs is going ahead of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I don't like that at all. Yeah, I think Diggs is going to have a much better season. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would be, who has more upside? Jamie obviously says Diggs. Dave, what you, who has more upside? Thielen or Diggs? I'll say, I'll say, I'm still going to say Thielen. I'm trying to come up with it in my mind, but Diggs doesn't, isn't a lock for 16 games. Diggs is very up and down. I think Thielen can be a little more consistent. I like that he's in the slot more. I'll say Thielen. Okay. Well, Diggs in a slot more now. No, Thielen is in the slot more. No. Are, are they changing roles again? 
Well, last year Diggs was, wasn't he? No, that was two years ago. Uh, well, <laughs> be a fun offense. Okay, uh, gotta remind you that Buffalo Wild Wings is a sponsor. Thank you very much to Buffalo Wild Wings. Also a delicious restaurant. And they understand that being a fantasy football league manager, it's a tough job. It's important to get a good first impression. And it all starts with the draft. I just want to tell everybody, I never, I almost never get to draft in person with people. We have the flex draft coming up in two weekends in New York, and I can't wait for that. Drafting with people is really fun. And going to a place like Buffalo Wild Wings, it's a great place to book your draft party. Get a free draft kit. A special draft feast of boneless wings, three sides, three shareables for a special price to feed your league. So come in and get to drafting up some league manager love at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports at participating locations while supplies last. And do an auction. That's even more fun. Do an auction at Buffalo Wild Wings. Drive all the other uh, customers crazy. Like, why is everybody buying things? Um, How much in a $100 budget for Diggs and Thielen? Since they'll be roughly the same. Fifteen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going that high. Maybe in PPR for Thielen. All right. Well, what do we do next? We've got uh, ADP review we could do. I want to make sure we do some emails. So let's prioritize that. It is. Uh, it is Tuesday. For the first time in 2018, it is Team Name Tuesday. You didn't do this last week when I was out. Oh no, I was on the Tuesday podcast. Never mind. Okay, Dave. These are some WWE team names for 2018. You ready? I'm sure they'll be great. From Joseph. Chubba Ray Dudley. Okay. Walk with Eli S. Mm. Finn Needs ba- improvement. Finn Bagalore. <laughs> These are terrible. I, this is how we're introducing Team Name Tuesday in 2018? Kurt Bengals. That's not bad. Kurt Bengals. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not great. The Bobby Fishbowl. This is for NXT. Okay. <laughs> Velveteen Kareem. I don't know who any of these people are. Velveteen Kareem is fairly clever. Okay. For Velveteen Dream. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Um, We're done with that. Emails. <laughs> Mercifully. Anthony in Tacoma. Yeah, please send your team name Tuesdays and make them good. Anthony in Tacoma says, Dear Liz, Arnold, Carlos, and Ralphie. I'll look it up. Uh, I won both my leagues last year. Couldn't have done it without you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, Anthony. Um, this year, I'm feeling loads of pressure to step up my game, maintain my reign. I've been mock drafting to get a lay of the field. One thing I keep noticing is that some of the players I'm targeting for certain draft positions like Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman at the 10 pick have the same bye week. Okay, quick aside to Anthony. Don't take Devontae Freeman 10th overall. <laughs> is this something to factor into your drafts? Having my RB1 and 2 on bye in the same week might be tough to overcome. What are your thoughts on that? When's the bye week? Uh, for them, I, I have no idea. Atlanta and uh, L.A., week 8. You got eight weeks to figure it out. There's a very good chance that's not your starting running back right. by that point. So you don't care? I They're care the if it's best players. No, right. I care a little bit if it's one of the week four, or week five. Like on week four, the Panthers are on by, and so are the Redskins. So if your starting running backs are going to be Christian McCaffrey and Darius Geis, you, you got to start planning now, basically, to replace them in week four. But if it's two months into the future, I'm I'm lazy. There, there, I'm there's a there's a realistic chance based on ADP you can get. Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette with your first two picks. 
Yep, and they both have week nine buys. Or right. you can get David. And the other, there are four running backs that have a buy a week nine that are top 15 to 20 running backs. David Johnson, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon. How right. about this? But the other thing that you might want to avoid is you can get Barkley and Beckham. That might not be the best strategy to buy. Why? What's the difference? But just saying, if you want to avoid two guys having the same buy, not only that, you have the added, you know, potential of, like you said before, Adam, quarterback goes down, it's sure. bad for everybody, you know, so if you're trying to avoid these type of things, if you're that type of player, then that's something else, you know, just first two picks. How about your, you draft a third running back that doesn't have the same bye week as the first two? Yeah. Just so you start to get your bases covered. I used to think though that maybe, Having guys on the same bye week is fine. Like you just you kind of lose one Take week and you're better than everyone else. And what if you other. need the? What if it's week nine and you're, you know, yeah, it's four and four. You're desperate for a win. I, I really the only time I really look at, at bye week personally is two quarterback leagues. You have to make sure that your backup quarterback doesn't have the same bye. I don't want two quarterbacks with the same bye in a two quarterback league. You could be in a lot of trouble there. There's just nothing on waivers. Uh, by the way, that was the Magic School Bus. Uh, Liz, Arnold, Carlos, and Ralphie. Next email is from David S. from San Francisco. Dear Brian, Ray, Randy, and Brian. I believe those are 2018 NFL Hall of Famers, or pro football. Ah. Excuse me. As you guys have discussed auction a bit more recently, I'd love to hear what the team thinks of uh, loosely standardizing a conversion for snake draft value to auction value. So round one out of a two hundred dollar budget, I'll tell you, I'll just uh, scale it down to a hundred. Round one thirty plus, round two twenty five to thirty, round three twenty to twenty five, round four fifteen to twenty. What do you guys think? Uh, is there a a loose conversion of snake draft to uh, auction? That's perfect. Round one thirty plus. Yeah, I mean it may be a little high as you go lower, but right. That's what I was. It's uh, it's loosely using that word. Yes. If round one is thirty plus, I do not think round three is twenty plus. Because like we right. just said, feeling you said like fifteen exactly. bucks for them, right? Yeah, I think I think you get to about fifteen plus there. Yeah. Okay. So round one thirty plus, round two twenty to twenty five, right, and then fifteen ish around three. Okay, mm-hmm. that works. This is from Sean from the Queen City, which apparently is uh, Cincinnati. I didn't know that. Dear Christian, Larry, Jamal, and Kareem. These are running backs. Chiefs? Chiefs running Chiefs. backs. Yes. Uh, 12-team, two-quarterback PPR league. And it is a keeper league. 12-team, two-quarterback PPR keeper league. Looking for help with my first-round pick. I'm keeping Mahomes in the 12th round and David Johnson in the 20th round. Nice. Wow. I have the seventh pick. Um. So he expects Barkley, Beckham, Julio, Keenan Allen, and Leonard Fournette to be available. Who do you take in the first round? You already have Mahomes and David Johnson. Do you take Barkley, Beckham, Julio, Keenan Allen, or Fournette? Barkley. I agree. Barkley it is. Barkley it is. James from a city that's the capital of Australia. That's uh, Walkabout Creek, right? Am I crazy? I feel like Australia has multiple capitals. But apparently Canberra is a capital? Let me know, people. Capital of Australia is Canberra. 
I'm about to enter a 12-team startup dynasty league. It's the first startup I've ever been in, and there's been some some discussion about how to start it. The commissioner wants a veteran draft to fill the rosters and then have a rookie draft after that. I was in favor of that at first, but the more I think about it, the more I want the rookies in one big draft. I feel like it adds a layer of strategy because you're forced to consider whether you want a rookie for later or a veteran for now. About a 50-50 split on the op- on the uh, uh, which option people want. What do you guys want? You want uh, a separate rookie draft or you want one big draft with everybody? Is this a job for fantasy regulators? Um, yeah, let me see let me see if they're around, Dave. Uh, Why don't you go look and see if you can find those guys? And uh let's uh let's let's do it. Let's regulate. <laughs> yeah. All right. One big draft or two separate drafts? I think at this point you should go with one big draft. Uh. If you were if you were to do the veterans before the NFL draft, you have your draft then, then you could do the rookies after. I, I think the time's right to just have one big old massive draft. Consider it regulated. All right, next up, we've got Brian in a keeper league. He gets to keep Rodgers, David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, and Amari Cooper. You can see why I finished last last year. Rodgers, no. David Johnson, Devontae Freeman, and Amari Cooper. Um, Okay, and he also has the first overall pick, and he's going to be taking Saquon Barkley. An owner with wide receiver depth offered me Beckham and the fourth overall pick for Barkley. Would you do that? Beckham and the fourth overall pick for Barkley? Yes. Okay. I don't think I would. Oh, split. I'm a I'm a big Barkley fan, big Barkley believer. So I know you, I, I know you need still. wide receiver help. So who's he going to get it for? Probably another rookie. Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, you you, you depend on who who's keeping. What? Well, everybody's but, keeping four players. It sounds like. Yeah. So so that should knock so, out a big cut of the top fifty on your draft. Board. Maybe. I mean, you know, you probably have teams. I'm I'm going to assume the team that won it probably has better more more than just four keepers. So they could have six great players, and they're throwing back two. So I if I get let's say worst case scenario, you're talking about Beckham and Ronald Jones. Well, you wouldn't take that for Barkley. I don't know about that. I would take not, Beck- not to have Saquon Barkley I for the rest of his career. Beckham, you don't know for the rest of his career. Yeah, it is. No I'm penalty. assuming that's keep a them as long as you want. Really. Keep as long as you want. Now, let me let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, yeah, I'm sticking with Barkley. Let's I say, would rather have Beckham for the rest of his career. Let's say Barkley. Let's say I was guaranteeing you that Barkley is as good as Le'Veon Bell. Would you? You know? Would you rather have Le'Veon Bell in, in his rookie year or Beckham in the number four pick? Beckham in the number four pick. But you're telling me that Barkley will get better as time goes on because Le'Veon certainly got better. Yeah, he'll have the same career path. I'm sticking with Saquon. Okay. From Z-Bone, wants to know how the uh, the new NFL rules are going to impact fantasy. The catch rules, the lower the helmet rules. What do you think, guys? Well, the catch rules should lead to more stats. I don't know if it's going to be – uh, noticeable, you know, a few more touchdowns perhaps. I, I don't think that'll be a big deal. The helmet rules could could add on to drives. You know, if it's third down and a defender tackles the wrong way and the refs call it, the offense gets to stay on the field. That'll probably help every team at some point. Yeah, it's going to drive a lot of teams crazy too, but uh, I don't think there's really anything actionable there. But Right. 
it's going to be good for fantasy because it's all of it should lead to more numbers. It just might not be very noticeable. And last email from Manny. 12 teams, six point uh, per passing touchdown league. Oh, where's Manny from, Dave? Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a PPR league and six point per passing touchdown. Would you rather have Watson, last round pick, or Thielen, 10th round pick? PPR, six point per passing touchdown. I'm keeping Watson. Yeah, give me Thielen. Find <laughs> you, quarterbacks. You guys. You can find quarterbacks, but this is your last pick. And it's your 10th round pick. I can find another wide receiver. You're not finding 143 targets in round 10. Guaranteed. You're right, because he's not going to get you're 143 right, But I might targets. find the number one fantasy quarterback in round last. You might. Or you might find a guy that plays four games again. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about that though. That's sad. That makes me sad. Yeah. So you guys didn't really agree on much today. That's fine. That's fun. I like that. Maybe, maybe tomorrow will be a brighter day. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll come back on hump day and talk fantasy football. I won't say it so, so suggestively next time. That was disgusting. It's just not appropriate. You didn't like it? My mom is is here. Like she probably heard that through the wall. Jamie, what did you think? Did you like how he said something? Very much. I did too. Yeah. Hope so you did. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. Na 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 na. na. na.